And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid conservative, just plain right, covering down on some ground across the northern half of the great state of Alabama. Great state of Alabama. I'm talking about way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville. Back from Tuscaloosa over to Gadsden. Parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi even thrown in just for good measure. All right. Hey, listen, um, I'm moving to the next part of the Triple Dipper, and then you're going to want to stay tuned because top of the hour, it is time for the Grand Council with our brethren uh, Jeff Poor and Dale Jackson as we get on here and opine and ask each other questions and just see how we do. But for right now, let me spend a few minutes with this balloon thing, all right? And I ain't going down a road like to just talk about where it was and when they shot it down and have they fished it out of the water yet and all that. I want to talk about why it matters. Because I have seen some chatter online where the apologists are trying to come out now and go, well, it was just a balloon. I mean, what's the big deal? It was a balloon. It was just a weather balloon. It wasn't, it wasn't a military threat. And by the way, I actually heard a general say, we deemed it not to be a threat to the American public in a military sense. That's crap, sir. That is crap. That is like mounds of crap. That's a lot of crap. Crap, 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 crap. That's just crap. Um, because it was. Because military is not always explosive. Military is not always direct action. Military can mean a threat to personal security. Military can mean a degrading of our resources. Military. So, yes, sir, it was, and you know it. So to quit trying to. He was, it was directed by somebody, I'm sure, to give the apologist statement. Well, so when you, when you look at things on the national scale, all right, or international scale, let me remind you again of an acronym that they use very often called DIME, D-I-M-E. It stands for, and these are the, these are the, these are the aspects of projection of, of power, all right? Diplomacy, information or intelligence, depending on who you talk to, military and economic. And I will tell you right now that this balloon impacted three of the four. So diplomacy, information or intelligence, and military We've seen an impact by this balloon. It matters. It does matter. For instance, in the diplomatic sense, here's an article from CNBC. Phil, did you go to CNBC? Yes. Yes, I did. CNBC has an article dated uh, two days ago. Down spy balloon leads to a rise in diplomatic tensions between the U.S. and China. You think? I mean, it, it, it almost seems like it goes without saying, but we should say it nonetheless. The Chinese spy balloon might be down, says the beginning of this article, but the diplomatic temperature continued to rise Sunday as officials in Beijing blasted the U.S. decision to shoot it out of the sky. Now, I will point out that there's an effort by uh, the Biden administration, and, 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 and honestly, I'll say this, I don't fault this. There should always be an effort by every administration to establish good relations, whether it be trade uh, military, detente, whatever the case may be, you, you, you want to have the ability to have direct communication with the other nation, uh, no matter who they are. And, I, and granted, there's going to be nations that we can't reach. You know, North Korea is notoriously it, it, impossible to communicate to, but you can. I mean, you know you can. Uh, don't you recognize back when Trump was in uh, North Korea, or actually South Korea, and he stepped across the line into North Korea? Who met him there? Kim Jong-un. So it's not like we don't have the ability to communicate to them. We can and you want those open lines of communication. That's how you avoid bad things happening. Well, right now, they're describing this, the Chinese are, as a clear overreaction. And they are reserving the right, they say, to use necessary means to respond to other incidents. Well, is this rhetoric? Yes, it is. 
Rhetoric, though, creates tension. Tension creates difficulties in diplomatic relations. And as we're looking at things right now, like the advances into the South China Sea that China has been, you know, inculcating, that we've we got a situation now where things are what one um, uh, diplomacy watcher called an ominous situation. And he says the Chinese are going to bluster, but I don't think China's going to try to respond in any way. Okay, true. But then Anthony Blinken, our own Secretary of State, said Friday he told a Chinese diplomat in a phone call that sending that balloon was an irresponsible act that was detrimental to substantive discussions that we were prepared to have. And that he would have had the first visit by a U.S. Secretary of State to China since 2018. So four years, five years. And rescheduling the trip now is problematic because then you look weak on the world stage. So China's got to, you know, sort of get told before we can go over there. Otherwise, it looks like we're trying to kowtow to them and they can't do it to us. So now everybody's mad and in their corners. One particular uh, think tank guy, a guy named Craig Singleton, who's a senior fellow on Chinese relations, um, he says expectations were generally low that Blinken's trip would have resulted in diplomatic deliverables. And at this point, a meaningful reset between the two superpowers appears all but off the table. So, yes, the balloon matters on the big D in the dime, diplomacy. Here's another one, though, that talks about that from thediplomat.com. This is a, basically a, a trade journal that talks about you know diplomacy and international relations. It says, one thing is clear. The incursion of the Chinese balloon tested the bounds of international law. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. It was not just a, a diplomatic affront. It was not just one of those things where it happened and now tensions are there. It actually was a violation of international law, or at the very least, it was a testing of international law. So the article I've got here says, dated February 6th, from thediplomat.com, it says the incident has added another layer of complexity to the already strained relationship between the U.S. and China. And it goes on to say, international law is clear with respect to the use of these balloons over other countries' airspace. Every country has a complete sovereignty and control over its waters, extending 12 nautical miles out. That's international law. 12 nautical miles or 22 kilometers from your land base. Which, by the way, is why China keeps building man-made islands in the South China Sea, because once they've got a man-made island, they claim that pushes their territorial waters out. Every country, it also says, likewise, has a complete and exclusive sovereignty over the airspace above its territory under international conventions. This means that each country controls all access to its airspace. All right. Now, here's the thing. Here's the gray area. And this is where China may have been testing its limits. China is acting under the auspices that, generally speaking, the airspace extends upwards to about 45,000 feet, which is about the level of typical commercial and military aircraft. Although there have been some that can go to up to 60,000 feet, and that's where the balloon was. It was 15,000 higher, feet higher than the average traversing of aircraft. China is of the opinion that apparently this is okay. We're of the opinion that it is not. International law, it says, does not extend to the distance at which satellites operate. It's just, I mean, space is not controlled by anybody. It says there's international legal frameworks in place that allow for permission to be sought to enter a country's airspace, the 1944 Chicago Convention on Civil Aviation. All of these things basically say is this. The freaking balloon matters. It just does. It was a violation of international law. At the very least, it was a testing of international law. It's a pressing in of the diplomatic opportunity for good relations that... 
And by the way, we don't have to have great relations, but you don't want this. China pushed the button. We dragged our feet. We finally did something. Now China reacts, and both sides are sitting up in their opposite corners with their arms crossed, and that's not good on the world stage. Now, what about another one of the pieces of dime? Diplomacy, information or intelligence, military, economic, the M, military. Where are we at on this? Got a very cool story here from justthenews.com. Says the China spy balloon episode is a Sputnik learning moment for America and a black eye for the Pentagon. Militarily, this was like an arms race moment. And back in when, when Sputnik was first launched, I mean, it 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 it, it, grav- it, it grabbed the attention of the American public. We're like, whoa, what just happened? The Russians, the 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 Reds, they put something in the atmosphere. The very first thing into space was from Russia. Yes, it was. The Soviet Union was the very first into space with Sputnik. And it, 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 it caused the arms race. You know, it caused the space race. It caused, it caused international outroar. It caused people to be looking up in the sky wondering what could come next. So Air Force General Glenn Van Herc, the commander of NORAD, bluntly acknowledged, it says, this past Monday, that NORAD, the vaunted command that's designed to protect the United States, failed to detect Chinese spy balloons that incurred in, in U.S. airspace. In classic Pentagon speak, it says, he called it a domain awareness gap that needs to be closed. A domain awareness gap. Well, what he just did, though, was he announced, not that we saw it and didn't know what to think of it, he announced we didn't see it. So militarily, this freaking balloon matters. Why? Because now what we have is an admission that we didn't know it was there. And it wasn't until somebody pointed it out to us that we went, oh, crap, what is that? And there it was, 200 feet around, toting some big payload, floating its way across our missile silos at 60,000 feet in our airspace. And we didn't know it was there because we had a military domain awareness gap. Well, we've got one um, representative from Iowa. Her name is Marionette Marionette Miller-Meeks. says, I think once again... I think they, Biden administration, I think they once again showed that we're weak. And when we're weak, that generates aggression overseas, especially with the Chinese Communist Party and Russia. So domain awareness gap. Now who else is thinking, what else can we do that they don't know we can do? What else can we put across there without having to spend a billion dollars on missiles? Can North Korea now float one of its nukes on a balloon? Can they? So if you move high and slow on a big white balloon, huh? Maybe a smaller balloon. We don't have to have a 200-foot line. But what about, what about something half that size, a fourth that size? What can we tote with that? Can we steer it? It's like drone technology. We can do that. Well, listen, this has showed a military capability gap, and that ain't good. All right, listen, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. I got a little bit more on it. Boomer, let's go ahead and take the break right now. We'll do that a tad early, about a minute early, and we'll come right back. I got to tell you, we already know that we tried to reach the Chinese by phone. I'll tell you what happened when the phone rang on their end. Mm, Ain't good. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, I'm, I'm doing this section right now I call Why That Dern Balloon Matters. And I, I, got, I got several new textures, by the way. The text lines are open, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Uh, brand new on the text string, Dan the Man from Huntsville. Dan the Man, we are glad that you are a part of the show. Um, and he, uh, he also... He has asked a question regarding, I guess, I guess throwing back to the, uh, the, uh, um, the State of the Union, plus the fact that we're talking about this, this whole situation with the, the, the balloon. He says, why don't the R's, meaning the Republicans, bring articles of impeachment for him and his borders are? Well, they are. Um, uh, they actually have articles of impeachment that have been brought up now by um, uh, Republicans on Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, whether they'll do it on Biden, I don't know yet. But the investigations are beginning. Uh, Frank from Madison says, so the balloon went over Shermia in the Aleutian Islands, the primary early warning site, and we didn't see it. That's what we're told. I'm looking right here. Um, this is, uh, who was the name? What was the name of the general who said this? Hang on one second. Let me find my place and I'll tell you what his name was. Cause he flat out said, we didn't see it. General Pat Ryder. Uh, he says, um, yeah, basically that um, it floated past our domain awareness gap is, is now acknowledged. He says, uh, no, I'm sorry, it was General Glenn Van Herc, commander of U.S. NORTHCOM. NORTHCOM commander says, it's my responsibility to detect threats to North America, and I will tell you we did not detect those threats. And that's a domain awareness gap we have to figure out. Um, that's not good. Uh, what else we got there? Glenn from Bluntsville just texted in. He says, did the Pentagon know about the balloon and they're lying to us? I don't know. I'm telling you what they're telling me, um, which doesn't always mean anything, but there it is. Um, Bob from Decatur, uh, with regards to the awareness gap, says Brandon has a gap between his ears. <laughs> okay. Um, and he also says, and, and it, it's right, we, we have, he's the one that texts about flying up there in a cesta and throwing a hammer at it. <laughs> Here, hold my beer, watch this. Watch um, and then uh, we also got a brand new texture on the line, Jerry from Athens. Jerry, we're glad you're on the line. Thanks, bud. Appreciate you being in the audience. Um, diplomatic information or intelligence military and economic. On the information side, in the big eye of dime, uh, yeah, we, I think we've got a failure there too. I, in my opinion, part of what happened here was the Chinese were seen if they could get away with it, and that if we detected it, it gave them an indication of how we will respond. It gave them an indication of what the American public will call for. It gave them an indication of the rifts between uh, Congress and the White House. It gave them an indication of whether the Pentagon will be decisive uh, and whether they will advise the president accordingly. It gave them an indication of what our early warning systems are like. And so all said and done, this was an information coup, in my opinion, for the Chinese. They got to see firsthand what it means to have a dithering administration as opposed to a decisive administration. And so, yes, even though President Biden last night in his speech, nationalreview.com, points out that he said Basically, oh, where's the spot here? He says, make no mistake, as we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country. And we did. Let's be clear. Winning the competition with China should unite all of us. We face serious challenges. And I'm looking at it going, that was not that decisive, sir. You, you, that was, that was, that did not, you did not win the narrative on this. You wouldn't talk about it for days. I mean, you, you, were, you were avoiding the questions as the press was trying to get you to answer. You said that you gave the order on Wednesday to shoot it down, but the military overrode your decision-making and said they would wait. Um, meanwhile, it continued to traverse its way across the United States. Now, you, um, 
you weren't showing resolve, not in the eyes of the public. You have not captured that narrative. Here's the other thing, too. And this one relates to the D and the M, the diplomacy and the military. China literally refused to take a phone call. Chinese Defense Ministry, it says on Daily Wire, refused a secure call from the U.S. Secretary of Defense after the Chinese balloon was shot down off the coast of South Carolina. This is confirmed, by the way. This is not speculation or sources say. Here it is from General Pat Ryder. On Saturday, 4 February, immediately after taking action to down the PRC balloon, the DOD submitted the request for a secure call between Secretary Austin and PRC Minister of National Defense Wei Fengay. Unfortunately, the PRC has declined our request. Our commitment to open lines of communication will continue. They just basically said, don't call us, we'll call you. So China is, is, is they're off the table, man. They are, they are completely off the table. They're like, no, we don't want to talk to you. You broke our balloon. <laughs> okay. You flew it over our house. Yeah, but you broke our balloon. So we're not talking to you. Um, I, I, all said and done, folks, I'm just going to tell you, I got more articles here, but I'm belaboring the point. When you look at the acronym DIME, with the, 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 the ability to project power on the world stage, diplomacy, information intelligence, military, economic, at least three of those. And I don't know yet, by the way, I don't know what yet Secretary Blinken was about to try and negotiate for trade. For all we know, there was an economic piece that, that fell apart too. But all I'm saying is you can clearly see when you begin to analyze the news stories and the comments being made and the statements that are being put out and the actions that are or the inactions that are visible to us, you can, you can see just from open source analysis that on dime, that at least the D, the I, and the M have all been impacted by this freaking balloon. It was, it was not an accident. They admit that it was theirs. We now know there have been multiple. I've got one report that I had in my hands yesterday that said that there are at least two others, one of which they think crashed off the coast of Hawaii and another one flying over Latin America. And it's a 200-foot-around balloon carrying a large payload of something. Well, the next thing we've got to do is not lose sight of this. We cannot let the Biden administration go along to get along and we never find out what happens and they go store it at Area 51. You can't, can't do that. We need to know what that balloon was. What was the intent? Did it self-destruct when the missile hit the balloon? Because there was some indication that it might have been a self-destructing uh, mechanism that, that caused it to blow. Or, or, or was it just gathering weather data? Or was it doing something further? Was it signals intelligence? Was it capable of doing some type of EMP action? What, what was it for? We got to know this. We deserve to know this. Because you know why? Because that Durham balloon matters. That's why. All right, folks, we're coming back for the Grand Council. Jeff Poor, Dale Jackson, little old me. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Hey, all you right-side ruffians out there, you are listening to Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, just plain right.